My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. This show is a daily broadcast from a treehouse on the Londolozi Game Reserve in the wild eastern part of South Africa. Londolozi is a 14,000 hectare wilderness reserve adjacent to the Kruger National Park. The land is home to lion, leopard, rhino, elephant and buffalo, as well as a variety of other animals. I am your host, Boyd Varty. My goal is to spend 40 days and 40 nights alone in the wilderness to explore the archetype of the mystic in nature and hone my skills as a tracker. These are my daily stories. Day 32. Being Elephant. Journal Entry. The days are shortening and there's a distinct chill on the air when I open my eyes into the branches of the tree in the morning. I feel saturated with natural beauty. To wake up to the mist over the reeds and the sound of the river and the freshness of the air, it's church from the second you pop awake. Winter is the time my ancestors used to come to this land back in the hunting days. Winter is the time many tribes would sweep off the western escarpment and enter into this game-filled lowlands. The sound of a roaring lion across the river travels through the crisp air. It's an incredible sound. To the tracker it says, Come, come find me. See if you can. I cross the river just after dawn, moving on instinct towards where I thought the sound was. Tracks of a large male, right where I had anticipated. But tracks go in all directions. One would need time to crack this code, to try and work out which track is on top of which to get the right direction. But now, up the crest of the clearing, impala are alarming. Pa, 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 pa. Then a lion roars. I leave all tracks and beeline towards the sound. A large rocky hill arises out of the earth called Shimpalampalakopi. My great-grandfather, grandfather, and father were lion hunters. I am a tracker of lions, but now they are our sacred kin, not sport. It was, it was the lions that brought us here with hunting, so that nature could awaken us to a deeper, more connected way. Then, there at the base of the hill in the binoculars, is soon a big male. Black mane, stretching down between his legs, lionesses up on the hillside. The plains below them to the east are full of zebra and wildebeest. At that moment, two saddle-billed storks float by like giant gliders on their way to the river. In front of me, steam is billowing out of a chimney spout on top of a termite mound like breath on morning air. It could be a hobbit's cottage. Deep down in the mound, the activity of millions of termites is causing energy 
to transfer, transfer to warmth. The termites maintain the mound's central temperature at a perfect 34 degrees, the optimum temperature for growing fungi. Termites are farming mushrooms, I know. They're intentionally releasing heat out of the mound. I walk over and warm my hands in the blast of steam. Then all day I lie on my bed watching brown hooded kingfishers flit from branch to branch above me. Green pigeons pay a visit and always the black-headed oriole. In the afternoon I go look for the tracks of a huge bull elephant. Tracking bulls at this time of year is extremely difficult. With the pending winter, the elephant herds have suddenly swollen. Soon the tracks of your bull is moving through the trails of herds. His track disappears into elephant print earth. The grass swath he cut is intercepted at every angle by other elephant trails. Every elephant's foot is cracked like a fingerprint with a unique pattern. Renius has shown me how to follow a particular old bull by identifying how worn the back of his hind foot is. But it's too difficult once in a mess of tracks. Spun branches of kiat litter the earth like giant elephant toothpicks. The key with elephants right now is freshness. If you get onto a bull and the tracks are less than an hour or two old, you might have a chance, but any later and the trail subtly fades. Sometimes I just speculate on a direction. Pick one trail of crushed grass and just follow, full of doubt. But this time on this day, I'm right. There, down the clearing, a bull feeds standing high on a termite mound. I approach downwind and with good cover. He lopes down the mound and then he walks through the grass as an aura of birds follow him. Drongas and wattled starlings hawk insects, his great legs flush as he moves. He feeds almost continuously, sleep standing at midday leaning against a torchwood tree, snoring. The two prehensile lips on the edge of his trunk are about as close to an opposable thumb to fingers you will find in nature. He will live to about sixty, chew his way through multiple sets of teeth, cover thousands of miles on his own meticulous steam. He will alter the vegetation, lower the browse line, distribute seeds, pollinate plants, knock over big trees, cause awe and fear in tourists. And still, there is a difference between what something does and what it means. Because what an elephant's presence means in our world is utterly impossible to say. It may be hinted at, if for a moment you imagine every young child who paged through an animal book with their new parents. What's that one? The parents ask. Elephant, says the child. The fact that when that child says that name, that creature thousands of miles away is alive, is the important thing I don't know how to say about our world. In the late afternoon, Another herd comes through the camp, close to the fire pit. It's like my smell has become a part of this little section of the woods and now they expect me here. Two young bulls sumo wrestle with each other. 
I walk out to them with my cup of tea in hand. They turn to look at me, ears forward, but no intent. They are here. I am here. We are here. I heard a story once about a man who was trying to get an elephant bull out of his campsite. He decided that he would step out from behind a wall and smack the elephant twice on the butt with a broom handle. He spanked the elephant, and then as he spun to step back behind the wall, he tripped. The elephant turned around and grabbed the man by the ankle as he was crawling away and pulled him back, then lashed him twice with his trunk and left the man winded and with a broken rib between his legs while he went back to feeding. Strict and stringent equality and discipline. One night camping in Zimbabwe, I awoke in a tent with a gauze roof and no fly sheet to find an elephant bull feeding on the tree above the tent. Through the gauze, I saw two giant white tusks above me, gleaming in the moonlight. The elephant was breathing over me, and his breath was warm and thick as dense foliage. Branches and leaves rained down on the tent, and I lay perfectly still, heart pounding, elated. In late January, before I flew to America, I tracked an elephant bull with a small group of close friends who had come from all over the world. We followed the bull from where we had seen him in the morning for a few hours. We saw where he had grazed and fed on marula pups. We saw his huge tracks in muddy wallows. We followed him down into the dry riverbed where he moved between groves of huge trees. At different times, a different person tracked. As they began to follow the great beast, I saw them acquainting themselves with elephant. He left huge piles of dung as clues. He crushed wild tomatoes. The sun beat down on us. We sweated and walked. Burrs gripped our socks and thirst took us and still we followed. As each member of the group trailed that creature, we became harmonized into a single unfolding. We were together on the trail of something magnificent, and we knew it. We fell into an intimacy with that elephant, and each other. As we stayed with him through every moment of his day via the track, where he had rested in the shade, so did we. Where, where he had walked, so did we. And as we followed, we started to know each other. Whatever happened after that day, there was an elephant we knew. We found the bull at sunset. Weary and thirsty, we watched him against the sky. For a long time, not one of us said a word. The next day, we all went to different parts of the world. We talk on the phone. We send messages. And whenever we do, I always think to myself, and still, he is out there, being elephant. 4-0, out. This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Varty, Twitter at Boyd Varty. Visit Boyd's website at boydvarty.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. Please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.